It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Spurs. Your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs and the Locked On NBA Network. I am Jeff Garcia, your host for today. Muscle with the Spurs on our news for San Antonio and Fox29SanAntonio.com. Glad to have you back. And uh, hey, quickly, the NBA draft is here and the Locked On Podcast Network We'll have live draft coverage this year on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch at Locked On Live. It'll be the only place you can find Chad Ford, the GOAT of draft analysis, on the night of the draft. Join Chad, Brad Rowland and of Locked On Hawks, and David Locke for the most in-depth coverage of the NBA draft featuring analysis from Jeremy Wu of Sports Illustrated. Follow Locked On Live on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, and get alerts as soon as they go live. It's going to be a great night on the Locked On Podcast Network. And for you, San Antonio Spurs fans that are itching to find out what the Spurs will do with that number 11 pick. Trade up, trade down, keep it, package it. We will do not know, but already some movement has begun. In case you did not know, the Spurs and DeMar DeRozan, well, at least for right now, we'll be playing at least one more season together as he picked up his player option for a little over $27 million next season. We're going to be discussing the pros, the cons of this. What does it mean moving forward? And also, what is the next domino to fall? Is it Jakob Pertl? Is it the Spurs' uh, current other free agents, such as Bellinelli, Brent Forbes? Get some news about them. We'll discuss all that and more with guests today, which is Joe Garcia of the Two Shots Podcast Network and also of Sports SA. Joe, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. And, you know, Joe, it, it kind of was, it was kind of an obvious decision that DeMar was going to opt in, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was a safe decision on his part. You know, we kind of anticipated that he would opt in. And when you think about it from a number standpoint, it makes absolute sense for him to opt in so the Spurs can really shop him around and it makes trading him a little easier, uh, per se. And they could possibly trade him before the draft. So, Spurs fans that were mad that he opted in, you need to chill and relax. Anything can still happen. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you brought that up, Joe. Just because he opted in does not mean that this could be the final player well, movement for him, whether it be in San Antonio or elsewhere. I mean, just for an example, look at Anthony Davis. He opted out of his player option. Uh, that doesn't mean he's leaving the Lakers. That just means they're probably going to restructure a deal moving forward. And that is something that could be a possibility, Joe. Let's start off with that. He opted in to his player option. Joe, there is the possibility that the Spurs can take, you know, Avenue A, which is extend him. Joe, do you think the Spurs should take that course of action? As far as what? Take, uh, extending DeMar DeRozan? Mm-hmm. That one, I, I just think that by extending DeMar DeRozan, like I stated, it makes it easier for you to trade him. Now, if you know, in the past, we didn't really know if he was going to opt in or opt out. We kind of were just guesstimating. Ah, we're feeling like he's happy with the team that he'll probably opt in because 
at at the end of the day, he's probably going to make more money with the Spurs than entering free agency because it's kind of untested waters right now. So by him opting in, like I stated, it makes it easier for the Spurs to trade him. However, if they do not find a suitable, you know, candidate or kind of, uh, let's say, mm-hmm. a suitable team to make the trade that makes sense, and they wind up keeping him, I'm fine with the the team keeping him because he was the most consistent player that the team had last season, and I like the fact that he can be a great mentor to this young core. And then you factor yeah. in how he looked in the bubble, you know, when he was playing out there on the court when the Spurs ran this small ball lineup with the young core. They played really good basketball. They were really competitive, exciting to watch, and and I was happy either way. So if they can find a suitable suitor that makes sense, then go ahead and make the trade if it's going to make the team better. You know, if you're trading him for future picks or something like that and you you really think that's the way to go, then by all means do do what you need to do to make the team better because as we saw right now, Jeff, the West is just getting more stacked especially with that blockbuster yeah, trade that broke today with the Phoenix Suns. They're looking even better, you know, and they look great already in the mm-hmm. bubble. Now they have a good mm-hmm. floor general in CP3. The Spurs need to make yeah. some moves, and, you know, you don't want to necessarily make a bad one. So by them, you know, going ahead and, and making an offer, you know, I'm not making an offer, but by DeMar opting in with the team, it sends a good signal as far as if you can't make the trade, Okay, you you at least you got a good piece with you, and if you can't make a trade, well then that's good news. So, by him opting in, to me it it's it's good news for for us over here as far as Spurs fans go. The last thing you want is for him to opt out, and then you really have no leverage at yeah. that point. You can't get nothing for him. Then who are you going to replace right. him with? You know, then you have LMA. Yeah, you know. So we'll we'll talk about that later on. But either way, I think it was good news that he opted in, Jeff. Yeah, it was not too surprising to see DeMar taking this route, considering the economics of uh, NBA teams that were hard hit because of the league's postponement. He likely was, this was probably the best economic decision for him. You know, get the 27 million, uh, over over 27 million for him. That will carry over with him, whether he's in San Antonio or he gets dealt because, uh, well, he opted in. That's his right. Now, here's the thing, though, Joe. Um, you mentioned about how well he played with the young players in Orlando, I think that is valuable. You know, you're hearing rumblings that Patty Mills is on the shopping block. You know, the Spurs are going to need some sort of veteran leadership if he decides to stay for the full season. Personally, Joe, I, I think this should just simply be the first step in what possibly could be a move moving DeMar DeRozan. Uh, and look, they have an asset now. He is now an asset. He's a tradable asset. He has an expiring contract, $27.7 million, over $27.7 million. You know, if a team is looking to clear some cap space heading into the big free agency pool next offseason, well, DeMar DeRozan will do the trick. Uh, look at the OKC Thunder. They're stockpiling drafts. They're preparing for the future. They're unloading contracts. It's not inconceivable for a team to take that option should they want to deal with San Antonio and get that expiring contract. Joe, with the uh, Spurs kind of on a rebuild, well, not kind of, they are on a rebuild I, I just don't see DeMar DeRozan trying to be with a team that's starting from scratch, so to speak. You, you know, he's in his prime year still. He could become a valuable asset to a, a team that's likely to make the postseason or make a serious postseason push. Uh, Joe, I, I still feel that DeMar DeRozan's future in San Antonio is still up in the air despite him opting into his uh, player option, Joe. Yeah, and if, you know, look at what his reaction was. The Spurs go ahead and say they released this statement, this official statement, once DeMar DeRozan opted in. And his exact quote was, I'm back, San Antonio, looking forward to training camp and building on the high, high level of play we showed mm-hmm. in Orlando. So it sounds to me like he's just happy mm-hmm. to be with the team. He's he's here. He's all for it. He's all in. You know, so that's a good thing. You know, like I said, the only the only downside is is if you wind up trading him and you're really not getting anything in return. I mean, you're you're going to want something. As you stated, we saw what happened with that blockbuster, uh, you know, Suns trade. Mm-hmm. And the, the, in Oklahoma City, you know, 17 picks between now all the way up into the to the 2026 mm-hmm. NBA draft. That's insane. Yeah, they're, they're set, man. They, they are, are so set. I mean, can you imagine so being set, the GM, yeah. Sam Presti? I mean, this guy loves picks, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, he can literally rebuilt this whole team from the bottom all the way up 
you know so it's good to have that kind of uh those kinds of pieces to play with but you know hearing that that statement out of demar uh, I, I really am happy that he is opting in to stay with san antonio and it sounds like he, he likes it here man it sounds like he he really has a, a home here in san antonio so it, it's good it's a good decision it's a good decision yeah, yeah and and you you read what he said you know, saying I'm back to NHL looking forward to training camp and, you know, building on the Orlando experience, Joe. But just because a player says that, does that mean management also believes in that? Look, there's rumblings the Spurs want to move up in the draft. There's rumblings that, you know, they can go full forward in the uh, rebuild and still trade him. Look, DeMar DeRozan is not he's, – he's not naive to knowing this is the business side of the NBA that – look at the Raptors – you know, reportedly, Uzai Mujiri told him that he was not going to be traded from Toronto. And look what happened. He got traded by Toronto to San Antonio for Kawhi Leonard. We all know that went down. There's that aspect. There's still a, it's still a business. And despite what Tamar is saying publicly, Joe, does not mean the Spurs could not still entertain the um, option of trading him because he is in technically, as of right now, entering his final contract year with San Antonio. He can walk after the next season. He can say, see ya, and leave the Spurs high and dry. Joe, it's just hard for me to see the Spurs not trying to either A, work a deal, or B, give him an extension, Joe. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what direction the team actually wants to take. You know, and as I stated, they're just going to, you know, they're just going to have to see what they can get in return for him. You know, you, like I said, you don't want to make a bad trade. And not only that, but you also have, the other domino in LaMarcus Aldridge, which we're going to talk about, I'm sure, shortly. Here. Yeah, well, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about him in a little bit. But all right, with the, with the Spurs and uh, DeMar DeRozan running the back for one more year as of right now, uh, let's see what the Spurs are getting. So I decided to dive into some numbers here, Joe. I went to Synergy Sports. Uh, you know, per one, well, minimum 100 possessions, DeMar DeRozan ranks number one in the NBA in ISO scoring and in points per possession. So he's a bucket getter. Um, also, too, Joe, now I'm going to flip now to my other <laughs> advanced stats uh, outlet, which is a B-ball index. So, you know, looking up at some of DeMar DeRozan numbers. Uh, yeah, he, he ranks high in several categories uh, in the 86th percentile of the NBA and off-ball movement. So he's moving. He's trying to, you know, create some space. He's trying to find some shots that are open for him. On In one-on-one situations, he's given an A+. He's in the 98th percentile in that department. Finishing, he's a great finisher. 97% of the time, Joe, he's going to finish at the rim or and just make a bucket, let's put it that way. But, Joe, with, with the good comes the bad. Now, the cons are, you know, he is who he is now in his NBA, in his NBA career. We know he's not going to be the greatest defender. Everybody knows that. But, I, you know, I do want to give him credit. On This was shocking to me, Joe. So, B-Ball Index has him ranked uh, in the 50 well, 52 percentile of the NBA in perimeter defense. They grade him at a C. And in rebounding, Joe, they give him a C and uh, put him in the 53rd percentile of the NBA. Joe, does that shock you? It kind of does because he doesn't really scream like a defender, you know, <laughs> a, a legit defender at you. Yeah. It's one of the things that you don't really yeah, see. Yeah, he's not great, but it's, yeah. the numbers show that he's just, he, he's doing something. He's yeah. He's good enough. You know, we could put it like that. He could be a lot yeah. worse, but he's in the middle, yeah. you know, so he's at least average, I would say, yeah. as a defender. But, you know, his strong suit has always been him being able to create his own shot, being able to just score buckets. Yeah. You know, that's he's just a prolific shooter, you know, and, and the stats go yeah. ahead and tell you that. So there's there's a lot of things to like about DeMar DeRozan, you know, and yeah. as I stated, I just think Spurs fans are just giving him a bad rap. You know, it just seems, you know, I think it's just yeah. stemming from that, that, you know, trade that they did with Toronto because they had to give, get rid of Kawhi and Danny in return for DeMar and Yaka Portal and a pick, you know. So it just doesn't sit right with Spurs fans. And I just think they really need to get over it at the end of the day. I mean, we got DeMar and he, he's a good player. You know, it, it could have been a lot worse, you know, so be happy with what you got, you know? Yeah, and in the age of the NBA where scoring is a premium, he definitely gives the Spurs that advantage on the offensive end now. Again, this is the offensive end where he excels. But as much as he does 
okay on the defensive end in a certain categories like perimeter defense and rebound. He's average. There are issues. Now, uh, B-Ball Index gives him the grade of an F in offensive rebounding. So he doesn't really, you know, try to get those second chance uh, opportunities for the team. Fine. He's probably going to go. He's probably just sprinting out to go running in transition. So fine. We'll give you that one. But in interior defense, he's going to get toasted. You know, it's easy to somebody to post on him and get a bucket. Uh, B-Ball Index ranks him in the 28th percentile, a D. So, Joe, with the good comes the bad. Yeah, and I know what you're going to say. <laughs> What's that, Joe? You're going to say it's something about turnovers. I just know it. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I, I haven't even looked at the turnovers yet, but you can almost see why it could be a high turnover rate because of how often the ball is in his hand. I mean, no. that kind of goes hand in hand. But, you know, you look at overall, Joe, you know, he you're he's still an all-star. But is the, the question still remains, is he enough to push this team over the top and into the playoffs, let alone a deep playoff run, let alone championship contenders? You mentioned how stacked the, the, the West is, Joe. DeMar DeRozan, you know, so far hasn't proven that he can lead a team, carry a team on his shoulders to the promised land. And unfortunately, that's likely going to continue. He's going to need help. And yes, there's a lot of young guys on this squad. I mean, look at the uh, photo shoot they did with the uh, New Jerseys. You know, it was all the young guys. It was young, and yes, everybody's looking at, well, why wasn't DeMar there? Why was LMA there? There's there's a reason why certain players were not on there. Patty Mills is still in freaking Australia doing his thing. <laughs> Jakob Perto was still in Austria training for the new uh, upcoming season. So there's a legit reason why certain players were not featured. But nevertheless, Joe, with DeMar DeRozan, yeah, you, you know, I mean, it comes the good and the bad. You know, that goes for every player. You know, look at, look at people on the next again. They give uh, DeRozan – an F in perimeter shooting, which is astounding to me because of how great of a mid-range shooter he is. But nevertheless, I think they're talking about more of the uh, long-range shots, you know, your three-point shots. Uh, Joe, if it stands pat right now, let's just play devil's advocate here, and he plays out another another full season with the Spurs, that's still not a bad thing, right? It's not a bad thing. I mean, but at the end of the day, we got to look at like look at it this way. If he stays with the, with the team... And he just, you know, again, he his main focus is just to go ahead and just score buckets and be a mentor to this young core. We're basically not going to wind up making the playoffs again, is what I'm predicting, if we stand pat. You know, it, it's going to be fun to watch this young core out there on the court with DeMar DeRozan, but they're really, they don't have those pieces needed to really get back to the promised land. Because you see all the other moves that some of these other teams are making, in the West right now, how stacked the West is and how much better these other teams are getting. Uh, the Spurs, from a talent perspective, are probably the 12th best team in the Western Conference right now when it comes to talent. But the one thing that the Spurs have going for them that these other teams in front of them, which are younger, do not have is experience. So just because the Spurs are the 12th best team in the West doesn't mean that they can't have a run and possibly make a strong push to get that eighth or seventh spot. It's going to take a lot of work and we're going to have to have some of these younger players really step up and blossom and pro probably have breakout seasons. Could it happen? Yes, it could. But if we're just going to roll with DeMar and the same, you know, LMA and the same lineups, we're going to probably have the same result, you know? So it's going to be mm -hmm. pretty lackluster for Spurs fans in that regards. The only saving grace we have is if that we get rid of one LMA and we have DeMar out there with this young core, at least the young core will get experience. So there's always a plus side in everything. Uh, you know, you're looking at uh, DeMar and LMA, and again, we'll talk about LaMarcus Aldridge in a bit, but, you know, something's got to give because they're so contrasting styles when they're on the court together that, again, something has to give. Either LMA's, you know, has to, you know, get his touches, which takes away from DeMar DeRozan, when DeMar DeRozan is a player that needs touches. B... LMA's out there and the offense slows down, thus impacting DeRozan and his impact on the team or flip it. You know, they play a faster paced game. Well, that means either DeLamar Cazal is not getting his touches and he's sitting out or he's trailing behind, even the Spurs uh, at a disadvantage. So, Joe, yeah, I mean, I think something Cell has to give there. We shall see because you still have two veteran players that as of right now are on their final year in San Antonio contract wise. I think just still something has to give. But Joe, 
barring any big news between the recording of this show and maybe down the road, do you like that DeMar DeRozan opted in? I like that DeMar DeRozan opted in because at least it gives us some stability at that position. And knowing that if we can't get Mm -hmm. a deal done, at least we have a good player for the upcoming season. There's not a vacancy there that we have Mm -hmm. to fill with one of our younger core players that doesn't have that type of experience. So this kind of solidifies things for us moving forward. So for better or for worse Spurs fans, there's a silver lining here. And that silver lining is at least we have DeMar if things don't work out as far as the trade goes. Exactly. Either you're getting one of the better bucket getters in the NBA. Look what he did last season, uh, Joe. It was uh, pretty astounding what he did. I mean, a little over 20 points per game. Um, You know, he was a great facilitator. You know, he's still one of the better Spurs uh, assist guys when it comes right down to it. You know, he's going to find the open man. You know, average, what, like 21.6 points per game last year, 5.9 assists, 5.8 rebounds at about 35 minutes. Um, You know, he's he's pretty solid at the free throw line, you know, um, 87, 83%, excuse me. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's not a bad thing that DeRozan is still on there and it still gives the team the flexibility to trade him and his expiring contract should a team be looking to dump some salary next offseason. All right, those are our thoughts on DeMar DeRozan. But when we get back, what is in the next domino to fall or should it be who is the next domino to fall? Will it be the re-signing of Yaka Pearl? Would it be, you know, the fresh announcement that Bellinelli and Forbes time is over in San Antonio? We're going to discuss what likely could be the next domino. And no, Joe, you cannot say it's the draft. We're talking about the player roster movement right now. Uh, so uh, we'll be um, discussing that and a lot more in just a few minutes. But before we do that, Built Go. Uh, yeah, you know, you got, you, got, you got to get yourself some Built Go. And what are they? Well, they're pretty much 1.5-ounce packages of energy gel. It's basically a five-hour energy boost without the crash feeling. It's natural, so it's better for the body. It comes in three delicious flavors, coconut mint, chocolate coconut, peanut butter honey. It's great uh, if you need to have some sort of energy boost on the go. You can throw that little packet of Built Go into your pocket and your backpack and your briefcase, your duffel bag, whatever, and they work well. I can tell you that from firsthand knowledge. I have had a few of them and it gave me a quick boost of energy right away it combines that energy gel with collagen protein so you're getting you're pretty much getting some really good stuff here and it absorbs faster into the system so yeah you're gonna feel that kickstart right away and it's easy on the stomach loaded with vitamins such as b3 b6 and b12 you gotta get yourself some built go right now visit builtgo.com use promo code locked you get yourself 20 percent off your next order again promo code locked for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. And as BuiltGo says, let's go. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We are back, and I'm joined by Joe Garcia. He is the host of Poodle Sports SA. And Joe, what's going on with Poodle Sports? Uh, Poodle Sports has been a little quiet lately. We're fixing the fire back up here because I've what? been so busy. I've Joe? been so busy. Come man. on, Joe. I've been so busy with just you know getting stuff Joe, ready. Joe, now is not the time coverage. to be quiet. Oh, I know, but I'm saying as far that's as the Spurs yeah, coverage I mean. goes, that's what I've been focusing on. I've been getting ready for that and the restart of the yeah. NBA season. But as far as Poodle Sports SA goes, we've been kind of quiet because my co-host has been so busy because he's in, in college right now. So he has, yeah. he's inundated with work. So uh, yeah. we're going to get him back on the show pretty soon here. So we've been on a little hiatus. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not going to lie. You know, so that's what's been going on with that. And um, with Poodle Sports SA, how can people find that and tune in? Well, they can tune in to when we uh, start putting out those new episodes which is just a variant of Two Shots Podcast. We just call it the Poodle Sports SA Edition. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, they can reach us on Twitter at Two Shots Podcast, which is all spelled out, T-W-O-S-H-O-T-S Podcast. There you go. Give Poodle Sports SA and Joe a follow. All right, Joe, the first major domino has fallen. And as of right now, 
DeMar DeRozan is in Spurs colors for one more year. As of right now, we don't know what the future will hold. But Joe, let me start off with you. What do you think will be the next domino to fall? Would it be Jakob Pertl? Would it be maybe we'll get some player roster movement, like I mentioned, Bellinelli and Forbes being announced at their wave? What, what do you think is the next step the Spurs should take? Honestly, I think the next domino to fall is going to be LaMarcus Aldridge. You know, we don't know what the Spurs are going to do right now. And as you had stated earlier in the day, uh, the trade talks are still going on for LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah. I think the Spurs are. are trying to figure out what's going to happen with LaMarcus before they start making any offers to one Portal or, you know, even Bryn Forbes. I, I think it's safe to say that Marco Beninelli, they're going to go ahead and let him walk. Uh, I don't see the Spurs actually throwing any cash at him. If they do, they're idiots. And I'm going to come out right and say that. <laughs> There's no need to keep Marco. Marco's days are, are behind him. His best days are behind him. You know, we've seen what he's been able to do out there. And while he can contribute in spurts, it's not you know, contributing with consistency that we need to win games. So Marco can go. But Bryn, I, I just have a feeling that they're just, like I stated, waiting to see what happens with LMA. But I hate to say it, Jeff. I just have a gut feeling they're going to wind up re-signing Bryn Forbes, uh, much to the dismay of Spurs Nation and myself included. Well, look, um, as far as the next domino to fall for me, I think that's I think that yeah, I think you're right. It's just probably some sort of idea of what's going to happen with LaMarcus Aldridge. He's been, his name is at least, has been involved in so many rumors of late from legitimate sources, not these fan-made-up sources that you're seeing, <laughs> Joe, that's frustrating everybody right now. Um, you know, from The Ringer, from myself, from uh, any other outlets, you know, there is that smoke. There is that lot of smoke surrounding LaMarcus Aldridge's name. Yesterday, I was told that that smoke is intensifying and that um, LMA likely could be on the chopping block. Well, not chopping, I'm afraid the trading block, excuse me. And would not surprise me, considering how the Spurs played in Orlando, considering how the players themselves, no knock at LMA, but said that, yeah, they did notice a big difference without Marcus Aldridge there and the free-flowing offense that we saw out in Orlando. Uh, I believe that likely is probably the next domino to fall his future because, you know, especially him, we talk about DeMar DeRozan, you know, being part of a rebuild. I mean, then there's LaMarcus Aldridge, I think what his 18, 19 season now in the NBA, you know, you know, he has one more year left on his contract. He's made it very clear that he wants to see Portland um, in his final uh, days in the NBA. You know, do they, do they grant him that? Do they trade him to move up in the draft? And then of course he has a very juicy expiring contract again, you know, Something very enticing for a team looking to rebuild, just as the Spurs are. Now, now the Spurs can take the same path, Joe. They can say, okay, well, we have an expiring contract, too. We'll get him off our books. But either way, I just don't see him returning to San Antonio long-term uh, when he could take his talents elsewhere. Joe, my thing is this, is that if you look at DeMar and LMA, as I mentioned the first thing, something's got to give. And I think if the Spurs are probably leaning, in my opinion, towards – you know, maybe seeing if they can deal uh, LaMarcus Aldridge first over a guy like DeMar DeRozan. Joe, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think what they're wanting to, wanting to do really is unload LMA versus, you know, trying to unload or trade DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, yeah. there was interest in DeMar, but, you know, basically I think the, the Spurs focus in this trade talk has been LaMarcus Aldridge because, you know, at the end of the day, they just feel like the, the, the offense probably flows a lot better without him in it. And, you know, one of the enticing traits that we've heard has been Golden State giving us that second pick, taking our 11th and giving us, you know, mm -hmm. probably Andrew Wiggins, which I am not high on at all. I don't want to get that thirty two point mm -hmm. nine million dollar contract for the next two seasons. Um, that for me would be the deal killer. Uh, and, you know, add to the fact that Andrew Wiggins isn't really going to come in and be the savior for the San Antonio Spurs, uh, you know, so. They're just trying to see what they can get out there, whether it be picks, whether it be something else that works and helps the team grow. I'm, I'm sure the Spurs front office is hard at work trying to get that deal done as we speak right now. Um, but I don't know. Something just tells me we probably won't see LaMarcus Aldridge in a Spurs uniform to start the season. Um, that's just what my gut is telling me. I hope I'm correct and we get something in return for him that we can use. 
on this team yeah. right away. Uh, but that's just what my gut is telling me, Jeff. Yeah, because the Spurs are in a situation where possibly two quality veterans can walk away after the next season and the Spurs be left left empty-handed. I just don't see the Spurs taking that route. I think they'll have to entice or in, engage in some trade talks with either one of them. Now, if it's between the two, I still believe LMA will be the one that they would want to deal first over DeMar DeRozan. Because DeMar DeRozan fits well in today's NBA. He fit well in what we saw in the bubble. We do not know how LMA will mesh with those guys that, as the way we saw in Orlando. We still have a guy like Trey Lyles, who I believe is the better big for this new style that the Spurs are running, at least we saw in Orlando. Joe, is this, is this a situation where we could probably see LMA gone? And not only that, would you argue that maybe he's the best Spurs player they have over DeMar DeRozan? I think the only thing that's intriguing with LaMarcus is he's a big man, you know, and if a team is needing a big man, some, you know, kind of presence in the paint, especially, you know, he fit in well, I think, with Golden State. You know, you'd have to look at other teams that need that big man right now. You know, there are some teams that are out there right at this point in time that could use that, but it's what are they willing to give up? You know, LaMarcus Aldridge, at the end of the day, he's an, age, an aging former NBA All-Star. You know, so you have that to contend with. If the, any other, if any team is trying to make a trade for the Spurs right now, more than likely what they're doing is they're getting LMA for a rental, and they know that going into it. So they're going to be hesit- hesitant to give mm-hmm. some big assets up in return for them, for, for LaMarcus Aldridge. And I completely yeah. understand both sides of the coin when you're when you're talking trade talks. It has to make sense for both teams, you know, and that's the hard mm-hmm. thing is trying to get that to make sense for both teams. The only way that I can actually see this deal going through for LMA is you'd have to put something else in the pot, you know? And mm-hmm. there's been rumors, you know, that they've been shopping around Patty Mills. And again, you know, that would have to look attractive to certain teams. But at the end of the day, I mean, you want to try to unload him and get what you can for him, you know, because as you stated, Trey Lyles, he just flows better than LMA in this offense, you know, and at the end of the day, if you want to stay competitive yeah. and you want to win games, and you want to try to get your your foot in the door to, to make the playoffs. You have to pull that trigger and make that trade happen. It has to happen. And if yeah. the longer they they hold off on making this trade happen, we don't know. What if what if Brent Forbes decides that he wants to leave, you know, and explore uh, free agency, you know, I mean, what what happens in those types of scenarios? I think that'd be fine. I think that'd be fine with that, considering yeah. the guards they have. Yeah, yeah. I think if the British force were to say that, they'd be okay, fine. You know, bye, <laughs> bye, Felicia. But, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you, you were we're talking about Trey Lyles, and were again digging deeper into some advanced stats here via B-ball index. You're looking at what he provides on that court. At least last season, you know, it's it's pretty good. It's not too shabby. You know, they, they grade him a, a B plus and put him in the 77 percentile in perimeter shooting for a big man. Uh, they give him a B in a one-on-one situations. They put him in the 74th percentile, Joe. Again, they give him a B again in uh, row gravity. That's just a fancy way of saying sucking in the defense. Uh, they give him an A in defensive rebounding. They give him a B plus in offensive rebounding. Uh, they even describe him as an athletic finisher despite being his height joe dare i say trey lyles is maybe the the big the spurs need right now moving forward yeah he is he fits really well with the team you know as far as the that starting lineup i mean you could actually put trey lyles and you could kind of switch him out you know you could put you know yaka portal if they wind up keeping yaka portal in there as well which he plays great again with the the young core as far as him being able to move out there, you know, he can keep up with this younger, this younger core player. And he he's a great he's a good passer and he just seems to fit in well playing alongside uh, Derek White, especially, you know, they have a great little pick and pop action at the top of the key. A little give and go. Yaka Portal comes out and sets screens. You know, he does all sorts of little things out there uh, that I like a lot about Yaka. I mean, we gave him some a lot of, uh, let's say, hate in the bubble because we wanted him to dunk the ball and he wouldn't dunk the ball at certain situations mm-hmm. where even Sean Elliott was screaming at him, dunk the ball, dunk the ball, you know, but 
I mean, it is I what it is that, on that yeah. in that end. But I mean, you're gonna always find something to gripe about. But I, I do like Trey Lyles a lot. I just, you know, think he just fits in so well with this young core. Yeah, and circling back to Jakob Pertl, I think that's just a situation where they just gotta come to them to the table. Jakob has been very clear that you know, although he wants a larger role and maybe a bigger uh, contract. But he softened that stance of late, saying that he does, you know, would like to stay in San Antonio. He feels comfortable with San Antonio to the point where he's saying that the ball, that no pun intended, is on the uh, Spurs side of the court. So, you know, he's, I think that's just coming down to uh, chit chat with him and his agent, and hopefully they can work things out. I'll, you know, with, with the way the NBA's, uh, at least the economic landscape is, I don't think Proto's going to get quite the contract that maybe he would think he would get like he can in San Antonio. So I think if you're going to triage it, I think maybe Proto's probably third on their list. Because number one was DeMar DeRozan, where the ops in or out. So he opted in, check. Next, got to be LMA. What they're going to do ahead of the draft? Is he part of any trade deal? And then B, you go with Jakob Proto. What are your thoughts on Jakob? Do you think the Spurs and him will come to an agreement? The numbers would have to work, you know. I think that the Spurs... I think they can. They yeah, I think the numbers will work. I think yeah. the Spurs want to keep Jakob, but at the end of the day, I think Jakob is going to have to take a hometown discount in order for these numbers to work. You know, you got to give and take. You know, and, and the Spurs, if nothing else, they're they're a team of their word. They always have these gentlemen agreements that they stick to, and, and that's disheartening at times to Spurs fans because they did the same thing with Paul Gasol, but. If they agree, to, you know, in, in principle, that you take a home down hometown discount, and they're going to make it up to you at a later time, they're going to stick to their word, and they're going to wind up doing that. So I think that something like that, that type of scenario, can work numbers wise, both for the team and also for Yaka Portal, because let's face it, he does look comfortable here with San Antonio, and it looks like he likes playing here with with his teammates. So why go somewhere else with uncertainty? You know, you've already learned yeah. this system that notoriously is hard to learn, you know, and he's kind of found his his niche here with the San Antonio Spurs. I don't think he can be a, he's going to be a standout superstar by any means. I just think he's going to be a really good, solid piece for this San Antonio Spurs team. I, I'd like to see the numbers work where we can keep him. But if they don't, I completely understand from a business perspective, you got to do what's best for the team. Yeah, exactly. Well, we shall see what the next domino to fall. And uh, it's, you figure it's going to come soon, Joe, with the draft just well, tomorrow. By the time you're listening to this episode of Lockdown Spurs, it's coming tomorrow. So either there's going to be a lot more smoke, so to speak, to today or leading into tomorrow or the day of the draft. You know, there's just something's got to give. And if the Spurs are seriously trying to move up, as many reports are showing, then, sheesh, you know, LMA's name pops up. So don't be surprised if that happens, Joe. And, of course, we're still going to get those those fake reporters, aren't we, Joe? That's going to oh pretty much don't, don't get make started all Spurs that. fans think like it's gospel. I mean, how many have we seen so far? A lot. And they always pop up around this time of year. And the thing is, if you're actually yeah. thinking that a guy who has 50 followers has inside sources and knows exactly what's going on, you guys are fools, you know? Yeah. I mean, come on, be realistic. <laughs> you want to go for the legit sources, not some guy that's just in his mom's basement eating fish sticks behind the keyboard thinking, you know, hey, I got sources. And all he's doing is just reading other things that some of the legit, you know, people who have been in this business for a number of yeah. years are putting out there. He compiles them together and makes his own assumptions and throws stuff out there as far as scenarios go. And Spurs fans actually believe that nonsense. Don't be one of those guys. You know, if you want to yeah. know what's really happening, yeah, don't, go don't, don't with do the legit sources. Follow Jeff. Jeff's a great follow. And yeah. he's not going to lead you astray. So if you want to know yeah. what's really happening, follow Jeff. Nope. And, yeah, and I'll just tell you exactly what I'm hearing. I'm not going to try to add more fluff to it. I'm not going to, like, for example, yesterday when I was told that um, the smoke uh, for Lawrence Aldridge's time in San Antonio as far as I'm getting traded, it's still there and it's persistent. I'm just going to leave it at that. Am I going to add more two cents to it? Am I going to be like, oh, yeah, and then there's other teams that are interested? No. I'm just going to say legitimately what I found out, and that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. So I'll try to keep it real with you and 100% as the kids say. When we get back, Joe and I are going to continue our chat 
about your San Antonio Spurs and um, that draft that's right around the corner. Uh, before we do that, I just, again, want to reiterate that you have to go to BuiltBar.com. Now, they got Built Go, which you just heard a while ago. Now, try the Built Bars. Now, Built Bars are just the protein bars, but they're really good, very delicious. 18 amazing flavors, six new flavors, such as carrot cake, caramel brownie, cookies and cream. They have it all. And some of the original flavors include mint brownie, orange, and coconut. 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet, low calorie. What more can you want out of a protein bar? than a built bar now what you want to do is go to builtbar.com use promo code locked on and get yourself 20 percent off your next order and when you do that you might get yourself a free cooler with purchase while supplies last builtbar.com then that promo code is locked on and use that for 20 percent off at builtbar.com the nba playoffs are right around the corner Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back, and I'm joined by Joe Garcia. He is the host of Poodle Sports SA, who needs uh, I need a, need a light of fire me, you, Joe, to get Poodle Sports going, Joe. Yeah, well, I need a co-host. I need a... Uh... You can handle it by yourself, Joe. You can, you, you, you can go solo. I can, but it's not as fun. You need to bounce, you know, ideas, and sometimes know, you just need to have a really fun, yeah. good, healthy rebuttal with somebody, and just throwing yeah. it out in the I, ether is... I, it misses I actually something. did... <laughs> I hosted Locked On Spurs for two years by myself. That was tough. That was yeah. really tough to do. And um, it wasn't until I said, you know, I, I got to bring in guests. I got to do that because, boy, it was tough. But I get it, though. But I'm pretty sure you guys over there at Photo Sports are going to bring that Spurs heat when the ball goes up in the air for the start of the new season, aren't you, Joe? Oh, yeah, definitely we are. I'm already, you know, busy with two shots, you know, and talking with everybody else out there and on Spurs Twitter mm-hmm. it's we we stay up late everybody that covers the San Antonio Spurs and most of the people that mm-hmm. were on that Spurs Twitter list that's made for fun a lot of these guys are, are legit media people and, and they actually stay up late and do a lot of things behind the scenes just to bring you guys the news that you deserve so there's a lot of hard work that goes in to doing what we all do and, and Jeff can be the first one to tell you there's a lot of late nights yep. and a lot of coffee drinking because we don't get much sleep during this time of year. That is 100% true. Joe, I had an opportunity to talk to a few more draft uh, prospects yesterday. The uh, the NBA, by the way, shout out to the NBA for inviting me to these things. And uh, some players did announce that they did meet with the Spurs, whether that be a workout or a Zoom meeting. So we'll just say they had contact with the Spurs. So right off the bat, Joe, uh, Jaden McDaniels, a prospect, said that he did have contact with the Spurs and said that they discussed much about him, about his game, and more. Uh, Jaden McDaniels is considered a, uh, a solid draft pick, but Joe, not a name that falls around with the Spurs are going to pick, let alone the Spurs picking him. So uh, I thought that was interesting that the Spurs, at least from the impression that I got from McDaniels, was that they, they really took an interest in him. And for you, if you don't know uh, Joe, uh, Jaden McDaniels, he came out, I believe, out of Washington, uh, the same place as DeJounte Murray. He's a six foot nine forward, 200 pounds. Kind of fits into exactly what the Spurs are looking at, Joe, that big power forward. So what do you think about Jaden McDaniels? No, I kind of like the kid. I mean, he sounds like he'd be a perfect fit for the San Antonio Spurs. But I got to tell you from – Looking at some of the latest mock drafts that were out there, especially uh, the one that was put up earlier in the day by ESPN, uh, they have the Spurs picking Sadiq Bay at number 11. Uh, I've seen That's fine that, with me. Yeah, and I've seen some <laughs> others that have, you know, still Devin Vassil, his name has been thrown yeah. out there, Tyrese Maxey is, is going to be available possibly at that at the 11th pick as well. Who did say that uh, he did have a meeting with the Spurs. Yeah, so you have that. So I'm sure that the Spurs are... You know, they're looking at all these these great young players and the guys that they have tried out uh, and they wanted to take an extra special look at because 
they're really interested in these young players, you know, and it's going to be a tough decision for them at number 11. You know, what are you going to wind up doing? And that's the beauty of it. You know, every, we anticipate a lot of different scenarios going down, but when it actually happens, you're either very excited or you're extremely disappointed. It, it, there's no in between, you know. Another uh, college uh, hoopster said that he also had some contact with the Spurs, and that was six foot ten, two hundred and seventy pound uh, forward center Vernon Carney Jr. out of Duke. Joe, I got a chance to talk with him about his meeting with the Spurs, and he said it went well, as they all say. Interesting though, when I asked him, Joe, about possibly getting some tutelage under Tim Duncan. He said that would be very incredible and special. Joe, your thoughts on the big man from Duke? Oh, he's, he, he's promising, you know, he could probably be, I don't know. He could probably be a, maybe a wing possibly, you know, he's six foot 10, 270 oh, pounds. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I, don't, I mean, he does, he's not, unless I'm, you know, reading some draft scouting reports wrong. I don't think of him as a perimeter defender, Joe, unless you mean an interior defender. Yeah, he's a, he's a power forward, flash center. You know, um, he has great athleticism, size, defense is up there. You know, strength is up there, quickness, uh, great leadership ability. He has a good uh, jump mm-hmm. shot. He is, as far as his gauge of NBA ready, um, most sites have him rated at 7 out of 10, which is a good thing. You know, his rebounding uh, is solid as well. He has a lot of potential. Uh, he has a lot of post skills as well, so he's going to be a presence inside the paint. Um, so I like this kid. I think he's just an overall, overall well-rounded uh, basketball player that would fit with the San Antonio Spurs. I think he'd be a great fit for this team, and we'll just have to see what happens come that draft night. But definitely, I mean, you can't. It's not like you're going to say you, you would pass on this young man if he's available, and some of your other picks aren't there. You're going to wind up doing the best you can at that number 11 spot. But he's a solid pick in my book at number 11. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you're liking what the Spurs are doing. You know, two guys yesterday that are bigs, forward center guys that the Spurs are looking at. So that has to make Spurs fans feel a little better knowing that the Spurs are trying to address their need right now, which is size. Uh, Joe, are you ready for the draft? It's tomorrow, Joe. I am ready for the draft, you know, for better or for worse. I'm, I'm just hoping by the draft, <laughs> we've already traded LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, uh, so we don't have to worry about what's happening because we're going to have to be covering the draft and also keeping an eye on the LMA r- rumors. And I'm sure your tweet deck, just like mine and Ty's, is just yeah, insane. Right I mean, now. it looks horrible yeah. right now. I mean, trying to keep track of all the news plus trying to do the draft. I mean, it, we're just our numbers are spinning. Our heads are spinning. There's lots of stuff going on. It's like if you're going to make the trade for LMA, please do it before the draft because we don't want to be watching draft night and keeping an eye on what's going on as far yeah. as the rumors go. It, it's too much, Jeff. <laughs> well, another reason why Spurs fans should join the uh, virtual Spurs um, draft watch party is because the Spurs will officially reveal the uh, new look fiesta 90s retro court it's kind of a well, i guess like a the worst kept secret because when they revealed the jerseys the city edition jerseys pretty much the new court was seen at least the center court was seen it's just basically the the typical spur logo and basically the the fiesta colors striped across center court but you know it, the revealing could show other aspects of the what the court will look like so another reason why you should uh, tune into the spurs uh, draft is to get a the official glimpse at the new look court next season, Joe. I'm excited, man. It looks, it looks like the, the Spurs are finally listening to this first, the the, the, the fan base, Joe. Uh, they wanted those yeah. 90s colors back, and, well, they got them. Yeah, the, the court, you know, it was kind of reminiscent. There was a render out there by a, a friend of ours on, on Twitter, you know, Ball of Pat season. He was out there, and he kind of made a rendition of what the court would look like, you know, with the stripes in the middle right there by the logo. And as we saw from the pictures from you know that the spurs put out that they had david robinson on there you know the old school logo and then you know this new rendition it was pretty much dead on we don't know what the accents would be on the side of the court that hasn't been revealed so i'm sure that they did you know they did something there um but another thing that i found out today is i was kind of kidding around with the spurs coyote and i told him it would be cool to see that coyote walking around the arena you know the at&t center with a fiesta colored ball not for the team just for him 
And he kind of said that's in the works. So he all but confirmed okay, that cool. he might be, yeah. wa- you know, walking around the arena with a Fiesta colored ball to kind of match the Fiesta colored court. So yeah. that has me excited. You know, I- I'd like to see anything Fiesta colored, you know, themed as far as the Spurs go. We saw the jerseys, the the court now. It's all been, you know, but confirmed. We just haven't seen the big unveil. That won't happen until yeah. draft night. So there's a lot of things to be excited if you're a Spurs fan, especially if you're a fan of that retro 90s, late 80s, you know, Fiesta theme <laughs> court and the colors. Yeah. So I'm excited. Exactly. Yeah, so much is happening this week in the NBA with your San Antonio Spurs that it's going to put your head in a spin. But fortunately for you, you can uh, keep up with everything at the Spurs Zone News for San Antonio and Fox29SanAntonio.com. Uh, everything under the sun for your San Antonio Spurs information, whether it be in this episode of Locked On Spurs, um, details about how you can see the unveiling of the Fiesta theme court on draft night. What draft prospect Tyrese Maxey had to say about meeting the Spurs and facing Keldon Johnson. It's all there at the Spurs Zone. Subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. Joe, take it away. How can people follow you on social media? And they can follow me on Twitter. You know, that's where I'm the most active these days. Uh, so you can follow me at Two Shots Podcast, all spelled out T W O S H O T S Podcast. And we're going to also be hard at work getting our YouTube channel. Uh, rekindled and restarted here as we crank out new content for that. So we'll go ahead and put out a link where you can go ahead and follow and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Joe, what's up with the finish line throwing some shade at the Spurs? Oh, you know, well, you know, they're the poor man's footlocker. So they got to do something. What was that about, Joe? They got to do something to stay relevant, man. You know, they want to stir the pot so they can get a ton of, you know, uh, interaction on that tweet. And it worked. You know, they upset the Spurs fan base and they got it. You know, Spurs fans came in. <laughs> the Spurs in fan base went at them. <laughs> yeah, the Spurs fan base hit them hardcore for what oh, they yeah. had to say. It was uh, it just it, what we think about it, Joe. It just came out of nowhere, just out of nowhere, just boom, finish line throwing some shade at the Spurs when everybody was kind of laughing, saying, "What happened to finish line? Does anybody shop there anymore?" So I thought that was hilarious, <laughs> especially how the Spurs fan base rallied together to uh, attack, not literally, but figuratively. Yeah. That, that's um, the finish line is the poor man's footlocker and it's not relevant and, exactly yeah they just put themselves into obscurity with that with that <laughs> remark <laughs> that they did they definitely got to talk to their uh, promotions uh, department because that was the wrong thing you want to do to uh, bring in more fans from the San Antonio Texas area but uh, enough of that we are done with this uh, episode of Lockdown Spurs so for Joe Garcia I am Jeff Garcia we're going to put a lock once again on this episode of Lockdown Spurs Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.